Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli again with another episode of Multiple Voices. Today, I'm with Rachel Astardi. Right? Is that I get that right? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello, Rachel, to our audience. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Claudia. Thank you for taking the time. Um, Rachel is talking to us from New York State in the United States, and a little bit about her before I dive into with all the questions. She's a psychotherapist, an author, an educator, and a podcaster. What's the name of your podcast? The podcast is called Self Talk with Rachel Astarte. All right. Um, She's the author of Celebrating Solitude, How to Discover and Honor Your Higher Self. This is interesting. We could lead with that. She hosts the podcast, like she just said, um, which helps listeners develop a healthy sense of self and is available, of course, where all podcasts are streamed. She has uh, her therapy is fully virtual and is dedicated to the vision of unity through individuality. So this is a a very specific uh, perspective that that you had. In other words, she believes that the stronger our foundation of self, the better we can contribute to the world around us. And at the end, we'll talk about where they can find you. Now, um, celebrating solitude, how to discover and honor your higher self. What is that all about? Well, um, it, it really goes, it goes hand in hand with, with part of what you shared in the introduction is mm-hmm. when we have a foundation of self, yeah. we are better able to contribute our gifts to the world around us, which I think is pretty much what life is all about. So all right. All how right. do we get to truly know who we are except in solitude? Okay, wait, and, wait, wait. Yeah, please. We have to take this one at a time because you talk about a foundation, Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like you, if you can, bring, building a strong foundation. What do you mean by this foundation? So the foundation of self is when we uh, are feeling most resonant in who we are. So our our main consult would be our, our true selves, our inner selves. So Give me an not, example. Give me an example. Yeah. Okay. So, for example... Um, as a mother, mm-hmm. I'm a mother, and mm-hmm. that's one of the roles that I play. That's yeah. a title that I have. Yeah. How I mother mm-hmm. can come from what 
my inner knowing says mothering is, or it can come from me looking at all the other mothers out there and comparing myself to what mother means in society or say in Western society where I live. So what is the difference there? Right. So the difference is that I am looking for validation outside of myself Uh when I compare with other people Uh rather than looking into what resonates with my true knowing, which is my true self. And we all have a true self. Uh, When I consult that, the way that I mother will be in alignment with my true nature. And then it's not tainted by um, comparisons or expectations Mm -hmm. uh, that others might Mm -hmm. have of me. So if I'm constantly trying to be the mother that I see on Instagram, Mm -hmm. I may be doing a disservice. I would be doing a disservice to myself and to my child. According to you. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that we spend too much of our energy trying to live up to the expectations uh, trying to fit into what society wants of us instead of checking with our 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 deepest self, okay. which really has the the path we're meant to be okay. on. Okay, so I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Sure. Um, you, you know, we have these words, and you led with self. That's a, a big, important. That's that's your topic, right? The self now. Uh, many philosophers have said, well, look around, look around. Do you find the self? Where is the self? Up and down, look, you know, where is that self? And the same can be said with words like soul. Where is that soul? Where does it reside? Now, and since you talk about your higher self, the title of the book, How to Discover and Honor Your Higher Self, now we've got the self up there. And then solitude. So let's sort of bridge a cap a gap because I'm I'm pulling you know the self is being pulled in different ways and I I don't understand clearly what you're meaning here sure so the higher self isn't necessary necessarily a geographical location mm-hmm. what we're talking about is a transcendent place and what do we mean by transcendent again we don't mean higher as in mm-hmm. physically higher mm-hmm. we talk about it in terms of uh, our reconnection to source, which is where we all came from. So I like to talk in terms of science because I'm a science geek. Right. So when we talk about um, the our connection to a, a higher source or, you know, true nature or what the Taoists call primal unified awareness, mm-hmm. we all come from this. So this is scientifically speaking the big bang we are all connected Mm -hmm. due to the fact that we all basically came from the same place we can look at spooky action at a distance thank you Mm -hmm. einstein uh that that beings um entities that are separated as we've all been separated Mm -hmm. by the big bang still maintain contact and and communication with each other even though they're no longer physically connected Mm -hmm. so when we understand that whatever it is that created the universe Mm -hmm. resides within us because we are a a product of that creation Mm -hmm. we can better understand that we are not separate from 
great mystery. We're not separate from the divine, if you want to call it, mm -hmm. or God, if you want to call it, right? So when I talk about our higher self, I'm talking about the self that is stripped of all conditioning, that's stripped of the expectations, as I mentioned earlier, of society, and is reconnected to our purpose on this earth, okay. whatever this, this lifetime is offering for us um, to, to experience clearly uh, and, and enthusiastically and genuinely so that we can contribute our true selves, not our tainted selves, not our effect, you know, not our socially conditioned selves, right? The persona, if we want to look mm -hmm. at it from Jungian perspective, not our personas, but our true nature and who we are um, without the without the reliance okay. on what others are saying. All right. We so should. we've mentioned the divine, the source and all of that. Now, if you hear the expression to tap into your higher self, mm -hmm. who does that? And why would they do that? Usually great. you hear, go on, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, who does it is you, mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, so and it can you, be you as in all of us, yeah, every mm -hmm. single one of us. That's the whole purpose that we're here is is to find out um, what our lessons are, and and to work through whatever it. You know, why why am I here? What's my what's my gift to offer the world, which we all have. Okay. Um, and and it isn't necessarily a big gift. It could just be the gift of caring for loved ones. It could be the gift of feeding the birds. It could be a gift of, of planting a tree or just um, every human being that you interact with in your life, you do so okay. with grace and compassion. So it doesn't have to mean that you have some power that you have to give away. Some people do, some, you know, or you don't. It's all well, good. I get asked that question quite a bit. What is my soul's purpose? You know, mm -hmm. and... Um, and like you say, we all have one, right? Um, let me turn the question around and put it into your virtual uh, community because you say your your therapeutic sessions are completely virtual. Yes. A person comes to you, um, an age. Do you have all age uh, clients of all ages? Yes. I mean, um, I... I am trained to work with all ages, mm -hmm. but with my practice and its speciality, um, I usually end up working with people who have just begun their path of self-work and self-awareness. So that's usually um, somewhere between um, the mid-20s to okay. and up, you know. So okay, it goes so up is it safe to say that people who are drug addicts, alcoholics, are not those people. Oh no, I I work okay. with drug addicts and alcoholics and and people who are mentally ill, Ill? and okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so so then they come to you for I mean, what would be the purpose? Would are they able to put into a one sentence phrase 
I'm here to understand where I should be going. Is that kind of, is, is that jive with you? I'm, I'm here to understand why I don't feel in alignment with myself. I don't okay. understand how to show up in the world. And okay. the world is a scary and frightening and ugly place to me. Okay. And so what do I do about that? All right. And um, do you, everyone's different, of course, and the way you deal with every single human being obviously would be different depending on what their personal experience is. Is there a common uh, practice or a common group of exercises or a common um, phase that all of them typically would go through? Mm -hmm. At one point in the therapy, either the beginning, the middle, or the end, well, mm -hmm. just to give yeah. an example. As you mentioned, everyone is different, so we might use different tools at different times at different intensities, uh -huh. depending on what is necessary. Uh, but the work that I do is holistic psychotherapy, so I mm -hmm. work with mind, body, and spirit. And all three of them need to be in alignment for us to really understand the whole of who we are. So some of the exercises we'll do um, is one, for example, that allows us to sit with unpleasant emotions, which is called a self-alignment meditation, where we're actually, so let's say someone is feeling a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. and it's preventing them from doing what they want to do in their life. Mm -hmm. We would do the self-alignment meditation to bring anxiety into the body. So there's a lot of somatic work that I do. Somatic work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're working with the body as an ally mm -hmm. instead of just this thing we're toting around that gets sick or breaks down or whatever, feels good sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're actually working with the power of the body. Um, so we ask for its, uh, its guidance. Mm -hmm. To work with anxiety, depression, jealousy, rage, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, and so the self-alignment meditation allows us to locate that feeling in the body, uh -huh. uh, work with it, um, and welcome it. Okay. Because a lot of us just don't want to feel the unpleasant things. And mm -hmm. when and that's usually what contributes to the problem. Um these are sessions that are one-on-one, -on -one, usually? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, are there any sessions that you foster uh, that would be uh, small groups or in large groups? Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Yes, we haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. um, I have been looking into doing it, how to do it effectively online. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yes, that's something that, as you mentioned it, uh, I am trying to pull together right now. And um, would they have themes for example, um, getting rid um, of anxiety or... Yeah, you know. right. So something that I do offer that's similar to that is a, is a workshop called Write Yourself Open. So write yourself open. Right, and like writing or write right to the mm -hmm. right or the left? <clears throat> right, as in... Writing. With that, mm -hmm. and, write yourself open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I offer these workshops online and that's similar to what you're talking about mm -hmm. because what do is we'll have a theme yeah um let's uh, one of the ones i did recently was friendship mm -hmm. and so how do we show up as friends what what do we want from friendship and what we'll do is we will do a guided meditation yeah where we're receiving uh we're consulting the higher self mm -hmm. and getting information that we need and then there's 
writing practice for about five, 10 minutes mm -hmm. uh, based on the meditation. And then we kind of open it up to something like a group therapy session where people will share what their experiences were during the meditation. And we process and integrate what they received, whatever messages uh -huh. they received. So let's say, um, um, all right, that there's a writing. Let's say when you talk about guided meditation, because there are so many different types of meditation, so many guided meditations online, what would it look like in, in your group? So with the guided meditation that I use in this workshop, it's a graduated uh, meditation that allows us to just clear out the talking mind and drop into uh, through visualizations that I talk you through. Okay. Uh, dropping into um, really the self as an oracle. Mm -hmm. And that may show up in many different forms or. Okay. Could shapes. I. Um, am I safe to say that this type of guided meditation may have some overlap with hypnotherapy? With hypnosis. Yeah, it's very similar to hypnotherapy. And in fact, I'm I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. And so I have found in my practice that I prefer calling hypnosis guided meditation. Uh -huh, because it That's why I to, went and <laughs> asked yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very good call. Yeah. Um, so, so then they have the section on write yourself, right? And typically they just, is it similar to automatic writing? Um, where... Well, what they're writing about is what they experienced during the meditation. Oh, so, for example, mm -hmm. if in one of my workshops we were working with, um, we were working with obstacles, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what, what are the obstacles in your life? Mm -hmm. And um, we did the guided meditation, and this particular participant had found herself at the edge of a lake. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a lake she'd been to as a child. She wasn't quite sure she, why she was there, um, but she wrote about it. And as she was writing about it, it came clear to her that this was a place her father used to take her. Mm -hmm. And her, she had a difficult relationship with her father. Mm -hmm. So when it was her turn to speak, yeah. um, then we were able to process that there was some unresolved Issue, issue with mm -hmm. her father that returning to this this beautiful place where she used to enjoy her time with her father mm -hmm. was a message of perhaps healing between the two of them so what they're writing about is what they experienced in in the meditation mm -hmm. and then we process and integrate it mm -hmm. afterwards do you find that in the reporting phase the final phase let's say um are there people who are reticent um they won't share they're just oh, not ready to does that occur absolutely. yeah all the time mm -hmm. it's it's completely voluntary because mm -hmm. remember they they came because they wanted to come right um and if they are if they have the they always have the option not to share but to just listen right and absorb mm -hmm. and that's also beautiful just mm -hmm. going through the meditation and going through the writing process can be helpful in itself the rest of it is really up to the individual if they want to take it further and try to understand what they encounter. Sure. Um, would you like to share with us, uh, I know it's always difficult to talk about clients, but an experience, a, uh, an experience you've had with a client that was so um, 
fulfilling for you as a therapist? Um, mm. And and why? Well, I don't know. Maybe it um, allowed you to learn something about yourself, particularly, or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I will say that there's there's a very interesting phenomenon that happens, um, and I think a lot of therapists and healers experience this too. Um, what I it's almost not even like one example, yeah. but one will find that you draw to you the clients and patients that are appropriate for what what you're going through. And so there have been many times in my life, in my professional life, that someone will call me out of the blue and say, I'm going through this issue, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. Um, Maybe it's, uh, oh, I'll give you an easy one. Uh, Because I'm first and foremost a writer. That's how I started. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, um, and I was in the middle of a terrible writer's block and I would get (laughs) two or three uh, people calling me up for consultations on how to get back into writing because they had terrible writer's block. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I'm like, really? Well, okay, let's do this, you yeah. know? And um, so that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And and every time it does, to me, I, I think that's like it's a, a joy. Yeah. yeah, synchronicity. Yeah, it's, like, it's lovely. Of course. It's lovely. That's and the best part of the work, really, I, it, I think, and personally. And really is inspiration to keep doing mm-hmm. what we do because... Right. It's as though you're getting a little push saying, yes, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we have in our future? In our, you know, in Italian, there's an expression, uh, you have something hidden in a closet somewhere. What's hidden in the closet for the future, the dream that you put away that you want to see materialize? Do you know now? Do you have some key words? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, obviously I, I don't know the future, but, um, but, but I certainly have, um, I do have a sense that yes, we're, we're going through humanity is going through what I believe is a very difficult time of growth. I'm, I've been calling it the ring of fire. So any, any woman, any woman who's ever given birth knows what the ring of fire is it's that good title it's a title for a book (laughs) well you know it was a song too (laughs) i know i know johnny cash wasn't it yes johnny i don't think he meant it the same way but i'm using it no but the ring of fire is the moment uh right before the baby's head right passes through and it's when you're stretched to your most (laughs) painful when you're screaming and you're screaming and it's like it's the absolute worst part of childbirth but you but, don't know it until the baby comes out you're worried that right. it could and, get worse <laughs> right and 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 you know that what is about to happen is mir- miraculous <sighs> but it's extremely painful in that moment mm-hmm. before the birth right and that's what i think humanity is going through right yeah. now is a ring of fire. Everything looks like crap. Everything yeah. looks. I still think you should consider for a title yeah. future book. And okay, I will. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah, right. And, um, and, uh, and, but I do believe that on the other end of it is a new birth of, yeah. of, humanity of what we are how we are going to treat ourselves and it doesn't happen overnight no if you remember back in 2012 you know it was it was the end of the mayan calendar and uh 
return of Quetzalcoatl and the whole, you know, the world is either going to end or get, mm -hmm. it did end in some way. It mm -hmm. did end. And we are seeing 10 years later, the results of that, there is a certain necessary death of certain ways that, that human beings have treated each other. And we're seeing the heightening of all of that hysteria and fear so that we can move into the next iteration. What, what I find, um, it's cyclical. And like you say, you know, 12, and now we're in 22. Um, what I find, unfortunately, and it's the cycle of life, you're young, blah, 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 blah. When you mature, it's a little too late. You know, it would be nice to know before and be able to see those things happening as they occur and being mindful of, you know. And uh, unfortunately, we don't, at 20 or 30 even, have uh, the the gift of hindsight because there wasn't very much hind back there to see. So right. history is is relative. And what I worry about, um, well, I'm not worried, I'm, I'm not worrying that much because I'm sure when they get to be my age or your age, they too will say we're going through a very difficult time <laughs> again, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, it could be. But remember, you know, and I think of the story of Siddhartha, right? Yeah. So what he wants more than anything else is to prevent his son from mm. having uh, the stupidity yeah. that he yes, had. And, yes. and, and all his son that. wants to do is go and party, you know. You <laughs> so, do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the ferryman says, yeah, you got to let him go and live his life. Now, we don't know. Remember, we're, <laughs> we're sparks of the universe burn it, born into this plane. And we have to understand how to be human. Yeah. Now, what I am seeing is, especially as a therapist and as a, as a parent, I'm watching that younger and younger people are waking up a hell of a lot yeah, faster earlier, than I did. Yes, it's true. So I'm true. very appreciative of that. Yeah. They are seeking therapy or they're seeking some knowledge that yeah. I was too in my own head right, to do sure, when I was sure, 20, 30. Sure. So I do believe that things are, are evolving, but yeah. we have to, we have to go through our stupid years. We have to go of through course. our growth years of understanding. I mean, I, I, I feel the same way. I look 20 years ago, I wish I, I knew then what I know now, but that mm. is the refrain of every older but person. We, However, yeah. what we don't have in the West is the reverence for the elder yes and i'd like to see that yeah, change i'd like to see that change and yeah, i do believe yeah. that that's changing as well yeah. um, um and bringing you, that back yeah. as you were talking i had to smile you know you made me think of something when i have two children and my eldest at the time he was um very very fast you know, doing everything fast and he just got on a bicycle and started going and so here i was in the gardens you know in the, in the parks i was running after him all the time running after this bicycle a little tiny bone bicycle with wheels and a friend another mother said to me why are you running what do you think if he falls i said because i he's gonna fall probably what are you gonna pick him up halfway through he's gonna go to the sky and you're gonna be there so it'll fall into your eyes and I felt like a fool obviously and if you made me think of that and mm -hmm. um there's no safety net you know for, for any of us obviously and thank goodness someone is bold enough to get on that bike and ride um it, it is okay we the, the beauty of the world is that we are so different and yes it's hard also to embrace that 
because, uh, you know, I could remember saying, I give 150%. Why don't other people give 150% too? You know, mm. and an elderly woman, a very wise woman would say, how could you expect that? You know mm. that not everyone can do that. Right. And I'm thinking, right. oh, oh, that's right. You know, not everybody can do the same. And it is a mystery, uh, this, um, why this person does something and another person does another thing. But mm -hmm. what you're talking about is that there is a common foundation because you work with the platform, the, the perspective of thinking that once a person can find their foundation, they will be useful for others, okay? Now, I still have trouble with understanding the foundation because when is it, Rachel, that I can say, I got it. Now I have a platform from which I can, you know, then dive into other people and, you know, have embracing other people. What happens? What does the, what do you see in the person's eyes when you work with them, when you know it's that they I, got it? It's what I hear. Mm. It's what I hear and the way that they speak. And yeah. one, I'll give you an example of, of a breakthrough line. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so I'm working, I'm working with someone and they, um, they are very, very attached to validation outside of themselves. Right. What right. are others thinking about me? Right. Um, how am I showing up mm -hmm. for others? I see a lot of people pleasers in my practice, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear a breakthrough when someone says, I don't care what yeah. anyone else thinks of me. Yeah. I can move through my life with grace yeah. and I can allow others to do what they do. Yeah. But when I check in with myself before I make a decision and I feel open and clear, yeah. that's all I need because that's how I know I'm all right. People yeah. can disagree with me yeah, sure. and we can have a discussion about that, but there's no need to fight. As you right. said, that we live in a very diverse uh, uh, culture of humans mm -hmm. and, and, and necessarily so. It would be boring if we were all yeah. the same. One thing that is similar about all of us, though, is that we are all connected to source and to the, the true nature of the self. So the foundation of the self is, let me trust what my intuition is telling me that I need to do in my life. That's the foundation is to say, okay. I don't need someone else to tell me I'm okay. okay. I feel okay. Okay. Now, the question is, um, I do a lot of past life regression. So people who come to me for past life regression is a certain kind of person. They believe in past lives. Mm -hmm. In your case, when a person comes to you, however they come to you from word of mouth or whatever, they know what you do and that's what they're going toward. They believe that everyone's linked to source. And that, let's say, isn't that an advantage for you and for them? I mean, they are not illiterate when they come to you. Or am I wrong? Some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them have no idea. But then how how do they get to you unless it's through, uh, you know. Do you mean literally is, illiterate? No, no uh, illiterate in the sense of illiterate in knowing about source, any form of, of spirituality. Oh, yeah, of course. I have people who mainly will come to me because they're just sad. Oh, dear. Period. Okay. Okay. You know, and so then we why go, okay, wouldn't... well, let's. But let's why place that there. come to you instead of someone else? 
Is it through someone Good you question. know? You'll have to ask them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. it could be it could be they liked what they read on my website. I it could see. be that that someone had, has worked with me and told them go to sure, her sure. for help. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but really what I think it is, and from what I've gathered from people who have told me is traditional therapy didn't work for them. I see. Uh, and okay. so it's like that, that whole, I feel sad. Oh, you okay. feel sad. Let's say that. Blah, blah, blah. I go much, much deeper because mm-hmm. there's a, there's a lot more, um, there are a lot more resources that, that we don't usually tap Use, into. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, yeah. now Let's go back and summarize. We talked about the self, foundation of the self, um, building a strong foundation before you can share with mm-hmm. others yeah. um, and celebrating your uniqueness. And we didn't touch that much on solitude. But mm-hmm. um, what is, um, because you, you mentioned to me that solitude brings you joy. What is it mm-hmm. about solitude that is so important for the self? Um, it is the elimination of outside influence. It's the, it's the tapping in to the internal voice and the uh-huh. internal guide, which can really only be done in solitude. And in my book, I talk about, this doesn't mean that you have to be a hermit. That's right. actually the opposite of what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, what I mean is creating a solitude practice so that you're devoting either two minutes or two hours Mm -hmm. a day to just what gives you joy, something that celebrates who you are without anybody else's judgment, without anybody Mm -hmm. else's expectation. Um, And this can be done whether you live alone or with partner or with a partner or with family, whatever, you know, it's important to honor even just that process. It's like taking, and you can do anything during this time. You Uh can knit, you can meditate, you can take a bath. You don't want to be on social media. You don't want outside influence. It's about so. saying, mm-hmm. let me sit down with Rachel and yeah, say, yeah. hey, girl, what do you want to do? What do you want? What what will bring you joy right now? And or yeah. it could be just taking a walk and looking at the trees or listening mm-hmm. to the birds and connecting. Right. So the reason we do this in solitude is so that we can begin slowly to mm-hmm. trust what messages we receive from from the internal. Uh-huh. So. Um, Rachel, I have here, I wanted to mention your websites, and I have Rachel Astarte Therapy, that's Rachel, um, mm-hmm. A-S-T-A-R-T-E, therapy. Mm-hmm. Is there a dot .com here? Yeah, Rachel okay. Astarte Therapy. I didn't have it. And then there's also um, an Instagram account uh, that mm-hmm. is Rachel Astarte Therapy. And mm-hmm. um, there is a link tree link to mm-hmm. link t r right. and that is oh sorry that's my chair is breaking and what is this um link tr dot ee rachel has started therapy what is that link tree yeah link tree link tree oh. is basically a, a platform that allows you you go you click on the one link and it brings all the links i see up. so oh, okay it's sort okay of like so a they they will know where to find you and all of your services are on your website Correct. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your very interesting work. Um, it's it's just marvelous to hear someone who works with that uh, level of intensity and delicacy yeah. because it's a delicate process. Uh, it's very interesting. Thank you again, yeah. Rachel, for coming. Thanks. Thank you, Claudia. Bye-bye.